Everyone, remain calm. And welcome to the 83rd episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Jost, and we're here to discuss all things Jurassic Park. In this episode, we have a little bit of news to cover, a great interview with Justin Van Tol and Jim Termulan, the director and actor of an upcoming fan-created Jurassic World short film, Return to Isla Sorna. It's a really cool project, so you won't want to miss that discussion. After that, we have another great installment of Amber Finds with Jay Jurassic. This week, he dissects the Lost World press kit. Then, we'll update you on our latest Twitter poll about the uh, way you'd most like to see this Jurassic franchise expanded. I know, it's a lot. After that, we'll dive into the audio segment to hear the upcoming Jurassic World sequel actor, Justice Smith. Don't forget we have a special promo code available to listeners of the podcast to use for Jurassic World The Exhibition. Head to fi.edu or call the museum at 215-448-1200 to purchase tickets and use the code JWG. E-N-E-R to get $5 off daytime adult admission tickets to Jurassic World The Exhibition. Now this is limit to four tickets per person. It does include general admission to the Franklin Institute. It cannot be combined with any other offer or discount, but upgrades are available on site for the IMAX and 3D theaters. It is redeemable online, over the phone, or at the ticketing desk. Processing fees do apply when you're ordering tickets in advance. This does exclude holidays and it is valid through 4 Again, the promo code is J-W-G-E-N-E-R. Use it and let us know when you do. This is a very packed episode, so why don't we get things started off with a bit of Jurassic news from around the world. 18 minutes and your company catches up on 10 years of research. Access rate program. Access security. These pictures were taken in hospital in Costa Rica 48 hours ago. I don't want to jump to any conclusions, but look. Boy, we hate being right all the time. Today, I guarantee it. This first bit of news comes to us from the guys at the Jurassic Outpost. Now, they've uncovered two domain names recently purchased by Universal Pictures that may have a little something to do with Jurassic World. The first one is IslaNublarRescueMission.com. So, could this be a new film title, Isla Nublar Rescue Mission? I don't know. Maybe it's a comic or a video game? Personally, it doesn't really have the bang that you'd hope for for a film title. So, to me, it sounds like more of a comic or a video game title. The second domain is AllCreaturesHalfRights.com and .org. Now, they are speculating that this one could have the viral marketing ties to build some of that hype before the film's release. What do you think? Do they relate to the new film or not at all? You can find a link to their article in our show notes. This next bit comes from JoeBlow.com. They recently spoke with Bryce Dallas Howard as she's discussing her new film, Gold. And of course, they asked her a little bit about the Jurassic World sequel and how her character may be a bit different. She says, That's part of the story. That's part of the journey. She definitely went through a lot and is permanently changed because of that. But she is also who she is. Chris and I are already having a lot of fun with that. 
We're in a stage right now of figuring out the backstory and talking through a lot of those beats. Like everything that happened in between. That's such a fun time. You're like, no, she didn't do that. No, no way she couldn't have. It's really fun and then you step into the present moment and it becomes alive. So basically this is confirmation to me that there will be a time jump in between the two films. It seems like there's a bit of tension between Claire and Owen, which sort of reminds me of the relationship between Nick Cage and Diane Kruger's characters in the National Treasure films. At the end of the first film, they are together, they own a house, but by the time the second film starts, they are no longer together and they have to begrudgingly work together. I could see that type of dynamic between Claire and Owen, especially since they didn't really get along to begin with. So it's not much to go off of, but at least it's a little bit of enlightenment on their relationship. To read the article on JoeBlow.com, you'll find the link within our show notes. Oh, there it is. There it is. The closest you will ever come to living dinosaurs. Jurassic World, the exhibition. Now open at the Franklin Institute. Based on one of the biggest blockbusters in cinema history. Don't miss this awe-inspiring event for the whole family. Only at the Franklin Institute. For tickets, visit fi.edu. And remember, if something chases you, run! Let's open up the doors to the Visitor Center, where I talk with Justin Van Toll and Jim Termulin about the upcoming Jurassic World short film, Return to Isla Sorna. Today here in the Visitor Center, I'm joined by the creator of the upcoming Jurassic World fan film, Return to Isla Sorna, Justin Van Toll, along with one of the actors in the film, Jim Termulin. How are you guys doing today? Great, great. Hey, yeah, we're good. Yeah, and uh, I guess before we get into it, where are you guys from, actually? We're from the Netherlands. Nice. Yeah. How, how is it out there today? Is it good? It's I know it's snowing right here in New Jersey for me, so. Oh, really? Yeah. It's, it's really a bad weather here. Yeah. <laughs> very cloudy, uh, very rainy. Oh. <laughs> All right. So um, I, to start us off, I guess I kind of want to ask you one of the more serious questions I have on the show. It's something that I ask everybody who comes on here. If you guys get stuck in a kitchen with a velociraptor, just like in that, that scene from Jurassic Park, what will you do and will you make it out alive? I won't. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna scream I'm just gonna run from my head to the wall and um, lay unconscious for a bit <laughs> yeah just gonna be fake uh, fake being dead over there so that they kind of just pass by you that's yeah that's that's what I'm gonna go for <laughs> it's always a tough tough situation because you know you want to do exactly what they did in the movie but you don't know if that's gonna work out because it was pure luck yeah it really was luck um <laughs> Maybe I should lock myself in. I think that's <laughs> that's the best way to make it to make it alive. You're gonna lock yourself, hopefully not in the freezer, because that uh, I don't know how long you last in there. <laughs> no, no, the freezer isn't the uh, isn't the best spot to do that. <laughs> yeah, there's not a ton of options, so you're either you know you know you're gonna make it out real like with a real slim chance, or you're not at all. You're just gonna get eaten. It's probably probably more so you'll get eaten. Uh, but yeah, hopefully there's that slim chance. <laughs> Let's go for that. <laughs> All right. So, um, I guess before we get into the deep conversation about your project here, uh, why don't you tell people a little about, uh, a little bit about the story itself without giving too much away? 
I guess that's mostly your part. All right, mm -hmm. um, for fan film of uh, the Jurassic Park and World franchise, um, it's mainly mainly a um, one-man project, two-man project. Um, it's uh, called Return to Isla Sorna, and it's um, it's mainly about uh, what's left of Ingen and um, the research team, um, the research team of Ingen um, returning to Isla Sorna yearly to do their examination of the animals. Okay. And that's basically the story setup, and it's um, the 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 main focus for the for the story setup is to connect and. Jurassic Park and Jurassic World uh, further because I think there still are a lot of gaps and uh, yeah yeah it might be interesting to to have a little bit of behind the scenes look of engine so mm -hmm. that was in lead or setup yeah you know there's so much missing especially in the the gap between uh, Jurassic Park and Jurassic World and, you know we got two films in between that but there's so much untold story there. And even after Jurassic World, like, I want to know what happens next, you know, in between Jurassic World and Jurassic World 2. So where exactly is this story set? Is it set after Jurassic World or before Jurassic World? Yeah, it's set uh, after the Jurassic World incident because uh -huh. it's, a, it's a movie canon uh, short film. So it's um, it really, we hope it will eventually fit the, the fit between Jurassic World and Jurassic World. <laughs> we don't know yet, so it's really exciting. Yeah, I guess you do have to kind of make a big assumption as to where the Jurassic World sequel will head. Um, so, so what do you guys think happens next in the in the sequel? Well, it's uh, really interesting because they're not uh, focusing mainly on the on the islands anymore, mm -hmm. and um, that's a really interesting setup. Maybe some um, some other. Um, Maybe some other companies will get their hands on on uh, the embryos. We don't know yet. It's uh, maybe they're gonna go global, yeah, or something, something bigger. Mm -hmm. That should be the first uh, setup for the name Jurassic World, right? So I guess we're heading that direction. Yeah, it's tough because right now it's it's December when we're recording this. And so far we have, you know, so little amount of detail about what the next film will be. They're very, very careful about letting information spill out. And like you said, we, we kind of assume it might go global in a way and include many other companies and, you know, this fight over who's maybe the best company in a way. So, yeah, there, that's, that's awesome that you can kind of, you know, take the direction of your project from what everybody's been saying and hopefully try to, to fill that gap in between the films. Yes, it's really exciting because we we don't know yet, so we're also just assuming to uh, head the right direction. But <laughs> <laughs> eventually, yeah. it's just our interpretation of um, yeah what direction it will eventually be. Yeah, and the good thing is, at the end of the day, even if it doesn't line up perfectly, it's it's still an awesome project that you guys have created that you should be proud of. And, you know, a lot of people like to put their own interpretation of what will happen next. And either way, whatever you guys create, it's going to be awesome. And I really, really can't wait to see it. <laughs> so, I, I do think it's... Oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead, it, go ahead. I do think it's a little more sinister, right? 
Yeah, the idea that we uh, we have for the for the short film. Uh, that's that's uh, that's also the thing I really expect of Jurassic World. They already uh, they're already it it will be a much darker uh, much darker film. Mm-hmm. So um, we also had it a little bit in, into that direction. It uh, or fan film really has those those dark themes in it and. Uh, I think that's that's also something really interesting about uh, about story. Yeah, you know that that's a good point because these you know all f- you know all four films actually have like subtle little sinister plot line about you know whether it's Dennis Nedry stealing stuff and you know some sort of corporate espionage there, or even in Jurassic World when Vic Hoskins he's you can tell he's like a sinister character who wants to do things his way and doesn't care what anybody else thinks so I think it's good to to add that bit of you know the element in there in your story so in your case um, I guess what you know we know why uh, sort of you want to do this but what made you choose this direction for your story specifically how did you choose um, I guess in between the two Jurassic World films what made you choose that well um we, after we uh, we've seen Jurassic World, we were just like we 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 have to make something with it. We were we were also inspired by it, and mm-hmm. um, so we were like, okay, we we have to create something. And um, so after the so we we checked all three movies and then Jurassic World and and lined all all the all the information we had from those movies. Um, yeah, after each other and and from there we we got our story and it's it's pretty interesting because we also really wanted to know what uh happened after the jurassic world incident and i was like what's what's happening with the other island right now that's information i, I want to know and i guess it should also be interesting uh to see uh, the the timeline what's between Jurassic Park 3 and Jurassic World but that's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah especially with um with Jurassic World 2 coming out um and Jurassic World 1 it, it just uh, the idea for a fan film it just lends itself like what happens around on the other islands mm-hmm. and um, there's there's a lot of room there for the community to kind of fill in the gaps like what's happening there yeah, I really like that idea because there are so many gaps and there's so many, uh, you know, questions and stuff. Even, you know, go back to Jurassic Park 3 and a lot of people like to criticize that movie and say, you know, oh, it's the worst one or it's a terrible movie. But I think when you line it up next to Jurassic World and you see the parallels there and things that you maybe didn't, you know, connect before, you know, now you're connecting all these dots. And uh, it, I, to me, I think it makes it even a better film, you know, after Jurassic World came out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the best the best storylines are the ones that you're missing, right? Where exactly. You can just figure <laughs> them out and then go for every every little detail and try to try to make it a whole complete, uh, complete story. Yeah. That's what makes it so great. So in, in your case, uh, who was it that came up with the story? Was it you, Justin, that came up with your story here? Yeah, I I did come up of the story. Um, it's well, it was pretty much firstly based off uh, Jurassic World and and what's 
first we we really had to think about what what would be left of Jurassic World now, mm-hmm. but that's um, for me there were more gaps at Isla Sorna because we we've seen two movies, but there is so less information about Isla Sorna still. Yeah, and so for me that really was the the the, the yeah the, the the main point to uh, to focus at when writing writing the story and then uh, Jim really uh, helped me out with with uh, with text with with voiceovers and um, he really brought it to the to the next level. Mm-hmm. So so once Jurassic World comes out and you realize you want to do it, um, how long does it take you to plan out your story and write the script and get get all that prepared? Well, we uh, first we were like we have to we have to create something and we wanted to create something really fast and yeah. maybe we I had in mind uh, within the within the time of uh, three months we we want to release something on YouTube and and it doesn't have to be uh, a, a, a big project but just something to to uh, fill some of those gaps and 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 bring. The, the fans back in in the in the Jurassic in the world of Jurassic Park and Jurassic World, and the project. When shooting the project, that was pretty much the the, the moment the project got bigger, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that's that's definitely where it took off. Um, we had ideas. There was uh, the ideas in the script was done pretty quickly, I guess. Yeah, and then planning um, a day for shooting. That went pretty well, pretty good as well, and that's where it took off. And um, then it's just well finishing it up. Yeah, we we just planned one or two days for shooting first, and and later it it for me it, it was about five days in total right now, and then we we had to do so much in post and uh, and creating more and more scenes in post uh, to uh, yeah we still need to do. Do one more, right? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's um, it really. I think most 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 processes of, of creating uh, films is is just like pre-production, production, and post. But but this is like it's the the the, the project still is moving, and every time um, there are coming new rumors from Jurassic World Two, there is. We're we're figuring uh, out a way to uh, to bring it into yeah. the project, and <laughs> so that's why it it took a little longer than three months eventually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know it's got to be tough because you know those few months right after Jurassic World, there's not like basically any information. So as the months go on, you're like it's revealed more and more as to what could happen, and uh, I, that's got to be fun to kind of. Uh, you know, hear that news trickle in and then, you know, scribble down some notes and figure out what you want to do next and how you're going to incorporate it with with basically what, like no budget, right? Yeah, the, the complete project is uh, is made uh, with uh, no budget. That's right. With everything we already had. And, uh, and just some uh, creative ideas. So how, how do you take on such a big project with just a few people, you know, like you two and I think you have two other people, right? Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's right. Um, long days, <laughs> and, uh, and 
really motivated people, I guess. Uh-huh. And it's um, it's pretty for me. It was pretty tough to be director and cinematographer, and uh, really f- you can't really focus on one thing specifically. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so that was that was pretty much um, so that was tough to do, but. I think it it can be managed, but you you really have to make time for it, and that that's what we're doing right now. <laughs> yeah, it, it involves a lot of multitasking. For yeah. example, you don't just act uh, act; you also look at scripts. You also bring up ideas. Um, you have to help with sounds and everything, so it's not just one thing. Yeah. Where where otherwise you could just focus on just your thing. So I guess yeah. that's the difference. Yeah, well, it becomes a, a community project, and you you know you all take on more roles than you, you know, typically in a, in a production that you wouldn't. But uh, now you have to, and you're all basically producers and you know creators in the project. So that's really cool. Exactly. So, what advice, I guess, in this case, would you bring? Because a lot of people um, are doing similar projects. They're doing either you know games or you know comics or videos or anything. Uh, what what kind of advice would you tell those people with you know a small crew? Uh, how would they pull off a project like this, like you're doing? Um, just work on it. That's that's the only thing. Most people um, they they want the result, mm. but they refuse to work on it. <laughs> no, that's that's really that's true. No, yeah, yeah. Stop way. But you um, you gotta realize what you want to make and you just gotta put hours in it and hours in it and hours in it and finally it will work yeah that's that's the best advice you can get yeah i think that's right because you know if there's something that you want to see or something you want to read or do or hear you just got to do it yourself you know you can't just sit around and wait for somebody else to do it for you or you know if it's a you know a specific idea that you think only you'll ever come up with, you know it'll never happen otherwise. So you kind of have to just take control, sit down and do it, and actually you know get things done. So I really appreciate you know that kind of uh, advice from from you guys. Yeah, I mean, um, if you want to learn how to draw, grab a pencil and go draw. Mm-hmm. You want to yeah. learn how to act, set up a camera and go act. It's it's yeah. you just gotta want to do it. And I really have to agree with that. And and. We're living in such a digital world right now, and and the information is all over the internet. And and if you really want to learn something, you, you you really can learn everything. Yeah. Just with just with doing some homework for yourself. And I remember that we um, even when I think we were fourteen or sixteen, we were already together with a small group of friends, and we were just creating scripts about movies that we came up with. <laughs> and we didn't have any equipment. We didn't have any knowledge no. of how to produce anything. We just, it was just, we sat down and we just, oh, we wrote. And, oh, and that guy's going to die. And then there comes a zombie. And, and a lot of explosions yeah. and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> just, didn't have any idea to create it. <laughs> so you just want to make something, just go ahead. It doesn't need to be good right away. You'll get yeah. better. I think it's really funny. So you guys have been, you know, friends for a while? For a long yeah. time? I think 11 years now. Yeah, wow. that's right. Yeah. You know, it's always funny to look back and you say like, oh, we, we were kind of, you know, doing this. We were filming back when we were kids and, and look at us now, you know, we're still doing the same thing. And I think that that's uh, true for a lot of Jurassic Park fans like this. The, the original movie came out in 1993 and look at us. We're still sitting here talking about it, you know, over, way over 20 years later now. It, it's kind of crazy to to think that 
things like this have such a big impact on us. Yeah, it's amazing. So, Jim, tell us a little bit about your character, the the person you're playing. Um, if if you can, without spoiling anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, um, so it's a little difficult. He's um, I think the character, as I as I like to to play him, is very very uh, calm. Mm-hmm. And um, well, he get, he goes to a to a world where there's dinosaurs and everything. So you gotta be you gotta be calm if you want to do the job, and you do it for the animals. So. I think the dinosaurs are, in his mind, on the first place. That's why he's there, and that's his job. Um, and then his crew, because it's a dangerous thing to look after um, the dinos, of the dinosaurs. Sorry. There's, uh, yeah. Well, then, then I'm gonna spoil if I if I go too far now. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> So I guess um, in, in your character's case, did you come up with like a, a backstory in your head or something that helps inform the direction of this character? Um, a little bit. Because it's mostly about the roles that all the, um, all the, that the crew, the people from the crew, the individuals have. Mm-hmm. And they, um, they all have like specific tasks. And I think we wanted to go to act where they um to fulfill that specific task that's right yeah so my character is kind of bossy and just bossing around but that's what he has to do Mm -hmm. he's uh he's leading yeah so (laughs) yeah you're gonna kind of have to tiptoe around what specifically the character does and says and without giving too much away so that's uh i think that's plenty to to understand i guess what kind of person you're playing so you're you're somebody who's calm yet bossy i like that yeah (laughs) um and is it tough i guess to act in these specific environments because what we've seen behind the scenes so far it um there's there's not a ton that you're looking at so you're either working with i guess a green screen or or a specific area that's later touched up in post-production so what is it like um acting in those environments when you're imagining a lot of it um we did a few shots in the forest yeah and that that's always nice Mm-hmm. When you can just um, you can see the environment, you know what's where, um, how it's gonna look. So that's that makes it easier. And then there's quite a lot of shots with green screen. Mm-hmm. And I think um, the best way to portray um, the actor actually in the environment is to um, is for both the actor to really have a mindset to be in the environment. And um, the visual effects after to understand how the actor is going to react to certain um, certain objects. Mm-hmm. So that, I think that also works very well. That me and Justin has been friends for so long uh, that on an unconscious level he knows where I'm going to look at and why and how I will react. So for him it's easier to um, to portray like any visual effects that you need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm I've been like looking at some of the the pictures that you sent over, and uh, you know some of the videos that you've posted up on the YouTube channel, and just looking at how awesome this stuff looks. You know, once you're kind of complete and done with that that segment, 
it's it's really really intense and awesome and it kind of it definitely brings forth that Jurassic vibe and uh, but when you see it beforehand it doesn't exactly look that way so it's really really cool to see how much work went into it and how how good you are I guess at imagining what's in front of yeah, your it's, eyes it's a lot of pretending <laughs> <laughs> but that's yeah that's that's all all, all acting nowadays yeah it's just green screen. the whole so. process is pretending right and, and then later on just everything in post will make it uh will make it it will visualize everything to what you had in mind yeah yeah and that that speaks volumes to you guys because this means that you you had a good vision before you even started shooting so you knew kind of what was going to come next and you didn't just throw everything together at last second and say oh this would look good here that would look good there you kind of had to have that vision ahead of time yeah and i guess that's one of the the pros when you're doing more than just the acting you also already already or also know what's in the script you also know um what sounds going to be like so you got to a little more to um, to visualize, mm-hmm. yeah. so that makes it a little bit easier. So that's really the advantage of uh, working with a small crew. Also, I guess you you can really involve your actors uh, in the storyline. And well, when shooting green screen, and it will really help out in those scenes. Yeah. Yeah. So how is it that you're exactly creating this, these environments for the film? Because uh, from an outsider and my perspective, I have no clue how to how to build these environments like you're doing. So I guess just tell everybody, uh, you know, what does it take to do that? Um, lots of years uh, and I guess a lot of a uh, lot of help online and uh, <laughs> and also books. I really made it. Uh, kind of yeah i really made it a, a study for myself and putting hours into it and not only this jurassic uh, world project but also for a lot a lot of other projects we uh, we also made a few other projects which didn't really uh, made it to to youtube eventually but it was a, a really good learning process i guess but also for me creating those environments and um, this project really um, it's it's working hours on just one shot sometimes but it's worth it all yeah, yeah. it's the same as um, as before as what we mentioned before just um, just get Photoshop and then go to work there's yeah, a lot of tutorials then... there's a lot of stuff online just look at programs you need and and try to to get your hands on it uh, by, by the programs and uh, and try to learn the software as hard as you can there are also there are lots of free softwares these days which you can use and it's it's great so I guess every everyone with with a camera a computer uh, can can learn visual effects and filmmaking and uh, yeah that's that's really awesome to have those kind of open sources of information. Yeah, so a lot of it seems like you're just self-taught in all these specific, uh, you know, tasks. That's that's right. Yeah. And what kind of equipment are you using for a project like this? Because you know, somebody might assume, you know, oh, I don't have anything good. I don't have a you know a good camera or good software. Um, but in this in, in this reality, a lot of people can go out there and and make do with what they have and still put out something great. So in your case, what kind of equipment are you using, like cameras or video software? 
I'm using uh, for the shooting. We've used uh, mainly a, a Canon 60D, mm -hmm. and it's just uh, well, it's it's, it's just a, a pretty simple uh, Canon camera. And uh, these days there are there are also already uh, much better cameras. But I really wanted to shoot this project with this camera, and maybe if this project will get little bigger or maybe when when the time is right and i think i need a new camera then i will get the new camera but not we really wanted to to create the project with everything we already had and of course we had some extra things like uh, a good tripod and uh, a few lenses and yeah that's that's basically everything you need maybe mm. you can you can uh, shoot a good story with with a camera uh, of uh, maybe you can really shoot a good story with with your phone only and and a good stabilizer your phone also has a camera and when you really know how to use it yeah I think you can can get the maximum out of it and it's not always about the equipment I think it's really more about um, getting creative and and try to figure out a way to create something you have in mind to visualize uh, something to show others this is what I had in mind this is what I want to show you yeah uh, software I mainly use um, After Effects and uh, Blender for some shots yeah so those are uh, so those were, were also some uh, pretty tough pro programs to learn but when you really <laughs> enough hours into it um, yeah you'll eventually get the hang of it I I also had to learn a lot of stuff for this project so but it was fun and when you when you see the final result and you think all right that's that's what I wanted uh, that's what I wanted and mm -hmm. it really yeah it's it's an awesome feeling when you when you create uh, when when that moment when you can show others what what I had in mind so mm-hmm yeah, the, you know the Adobe products that you know you use today for video editing and and stuff like that. They they're really intimidating when you open them up and you see, you know, so many buttons and and triggers and all kinds of stuff to use. But actually, when you you know sit down and just take a few to kind of you know look it over and even reference YouTube. YouTube is is a huge source for for people telling you exactly what you need to do to to work on this stuff and to use it. And uh, you know that's that's something that I've used over the years, so it's always helpful. Yeah, it really is. Uh, for me, it also started that way, just watching lots of tutorials and 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 looking for specific effects um, I expected. I had to learn for uh, specific projects. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's also about um, get the hang of of the prog programs and, and really create the right workflow for yourself. Um, I'm mainly using uh, Adobe After Effects for, for green screen shots and set extensions and, and things like that. So I, I really had to create uh, a workflow from the, the the shot which coming out of my camera to the final result and and all the effects are mostly needed for uh, for those scenes mm -hmm. so you can pretty much uh, create your own workflow in, in that and and really get in depth in, in those effects you need 
So in your case, when you're you're shooting video or or Jim, when you're acting, do you guys have specific uh, people that you know you look up to when it when it comes to those tasks? Uh, people that I guess have influenced you over the years. For me, of course, it it uh, it was uh, Spielberg for me. <laughs> I figured. <laughs> <laughs> I I also really like, still like uh, Jaws, and and I I like most of of his movies. And uh, they, they all have those, yeah, mysterious uh, vibes in in them. And he did a he did a great job on on uh, putting everything at the screen. And Jim, you? Yeah? Um, I'm I'm thinking really hard, but I can't think of anyone. I guess I'm just really weird. <laughs> and I like, no, I just like I just like hopping into other personas, and um just making up these stories as, as you go along and uh i guess that I, I don't look up to anyone specifically so yeah and you just, know it's, it's probably um, tougher with acting yeah. and stuff you know because there's so many different people and you basically have to create your own uh persona like you said so it, it is always yeah tough. you should try to um impersonate someone that you know or you see um but you really should try to stick to yourself because that way you you create your own individual persona. Yeah, I guess that's the that's the best to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because sometimes you know you can reference somebody in your life that that uh, you know has a good uh, it's a good example of the character you're trying to pre- portray or you know put on the screen, and hopefully it doesn't offend that person if it's <laughs> if it's not a you know a great portrayal. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, let's bring it back to Jurassic Park for a moment. So um, take it all the way back to 1993. Um, what kind of exposure um, do you guys have out where you live? Is Was Jurassic Park something that was big out there, you know, in, in the past? Yeah, it really was. Uh, for me, my my younger days, I I was always, uh, I was always watching the movies, I guess, uh, all three times a year. Four times a year, every year. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah. Later, Jurassic Park Three, Jurassic Park Three came out, and it was, uh, yeah, well, it was a little different, but I, I still liked it in, in in some ways. But I could definitely tell it was not a complete Steven Spielberg movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's always funny because I, I never know how things are portrayed, you know, out in other countries around the world and, you know, how much exposure a certain series will get. Because you look at the box office and you and you see that, you know, a lot of the money comes from the U.S. and, and some from other parts of the world. But you never know um, how big, I guess, a movie or a series is in another part of the country or world. Yeah, it's, it's, it's big enough. You can ask anybody, hey, do you know Jurassic Park? Uh, Jurassic Park? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then the theaters for Jurassic World were also yeah really full yeah. yeah. So I guess it's also uh, it, it it really was a was a hype in uh, in the Netherlands also. Yeah, and still is. I think <laughs> it's coming back up with uh, new uh, movies. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do you see a lot of people um, that really like Jurassic World or maybe didn't like it as much? No, actually. I I see some people who really really uh, liked it. Yeah. But I don't know anyone who didn't like it. Every, everybody knows yeah, Jurassic 
or yeah, yeah. not everyone has, has seen it but everyone think it's pretty cool yeah did you guys collect anything when you were younger or did you have any of the toys or anything like that I've been in Universal Studios in uh, Los Angeles oh, in nice. Jurassic Park the then I just uh, wanted the, the complete uh, souvenir shop. Uh, so I <laughs> <laughs> things. <laughs> and what? I always I just played with uh, with plastic dinos when yeah. I was smaller. Yeah. What you what what did you think about the the ride out in in Los Angeles? Do you think that was any good or? Um. Well, there were. I guess I don't know yet if they're if they're the same animatronics. Not from the movie, I guess. There, the Velociraptors were were moving a, a little bit uh, blocky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, it was, of course, it was. Uh, they were moving smoother in the in the nineteen ninety three version. <laughs> I skipped it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's there are some issues with the rides around the world. You know, there's a few different versions of it, but they're all very jerk jerky motions and uh don't exactly look as realistic as they looked in the movies no that's right but i really liked it i, I, li I like to ride i went to it twice or yeah twice so it uh well it it really has the Jurassic park vibes in it so that's mm -hmm. all right it's uh, you can live with uh with animatronics i mean uh, i really like the Parasaur Lovers. The uh, was uh, that was the only animatronic in the ride, I guess, uh, which was moving uh, smoothly enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that one comes out of the water too, so that's uh, that's a pretty yeah. good one. <laughs> so I guess bringing it back to your project here, um, at this point in time, we're a little a little while after Jurassic World. So uh, how do where does your project stand at the moment? Um, at the moment, we're we have to shoot a few lead things and um it also has to do with some new rumors so that's pretty interesting mm -hmm. and i guess we're we're keeping the project in motion and um we're shooting the last scenes around this christmas right after christmas and uh then we and i have to do the the last visual effect shots and it's it's about two little scenes the storyline is uh is almost completed so i guess we're uh, we're almost done yeah it must be very tough though when you are getting more information you know day after day sometimes it seems to try to fit that in yeah it, right after Jurassic World, we were like um every time some some rumors came up it was all right we have this in in the in the in fan film. That's great. And then right after it, oh damn, we have to do something with uh, with this information. And that's where the, that's where the where the where the film really um, yeah got moved and and the storyline also. Yeah. <laughs> damn it, woos existent. Yeah. So every every time, um, well, right now we're just. At the moment, we're releasing it. We're we're proud of it, and and we're yeah, we're gonna live with it if if it's not completely fitting between the two movies. But for now, I think we're we're doing a pretty good great job. Now, do you have an idea about how long it, it's gonna be? You know, once you upload everything, finally, the the complete movie will be 
I guess around a little more over five minutes. No, I guess it will be even eight right now. Oh, so okay. So that's pretty, yeah, that's interesting. I think it's it's long enough to bring the to bring the Jurassic Park uh, fans into into the, the the Jurassic vibes for for a moment mm-hmm. and uh, to uh, to hype everyone for the Jurassic World uh, two movie already for for 2018. Yeah, and yeah, of course, sometimes I'm working at shots of three seconds and and and. Uh, and I'm working for hours on on uh, on the shot. So yeah, that's the funny you, thing. Uh, I, yeah. Sometimes <laughs> you know you you open up your project, and I, I do a lot of video video editing too. And and sometimes you're only working on a few second chunk of time, and it takes you hours. Like it takes me all night sometimes to do a small segment. We uh, really had the had a problem also <laughs> <laughs> so i guess this is going to be out on youtube right so uh when are we looking to see this released you know uh i guess it's it's tough to say probably right with all the uh, updates but you guys have to have some sort of idea i'm sure yeah we're re- i'm I, i've picked february the 17th of 2017 nice uh to release the short yeah so it's uh, it's also my personal deadline. So I I, I have I, to I, I have to keep at it, it and uh, and work hard to to finish everything. But uh, um, I really think we uh, we make it. Are you gonna post anything in between? Not sure yet. Any mm-hmm. teasers? Any updates? Maybe there will be another teaser in the meanwhile. <laughs> well, it's something I guess people have to look out for, and hopefully, uh, you know, we'll help spread the word whenever that comes out. Yeah, it's only two months left, so yeah, it's getting close. It's, uh, yeah, it's getting close. There's uh, there's a lot of work uh, to do here, but <laughs> so, it's also uh, a lot of fun. Yeah, I guess once this is completed, it's almost done. Uh, what do people have to look forward to next with you guys? I want to say it. Right. Can I say it? Yeah, of course. Halo. Halo. Or not. Woo. Maybe. 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 I guess. Sorry, that's a excited. He's really excited. Well, um, after this project, we really found out um, Jim is really strong in, in writing storylines and, and coming up with, uh, with great ideas. Uh-huh. And I'm... Um, I, I really like it to to stick with uh, the visual effects and, and and shooting the scenes. So if that's how we can uh, divide our future projects, that's really something um, you know, we we will stick at. I, th- I think mm-hmm. yeah, for in the future. And yeah, every, I always tell him uh, every great idea you have, and uh, maybe we can we can shoot more fan films. We can shoot uh, films uh, about mo- about uh, games, about other movies. So that's really interesting to uh, to look out for. And for me personally, if if the fan film um, if the film fan film will get some views, will get noticed. Um, yeah, maybe we will shoot. Uh, a, a part two but yeah this really was a lot of fun and, and maybe we can have uh, a few more people to help us uh, 
in part two and um, and we can manage to make it. Yeah, if it's um, if this were to blow up on YouTube and um, it gives a lot of potential to go and search for more people who can help you with the sound design and go for um, just a little extra bit that you need to to really optimize your um, your stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure you won't, uh, you know, you know, uh, deny any help in the future since it's only been like basically you two and maybe a few others. I'm sure you'll gladly welcome anybody to help participate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I, you know what? I bet I have a feeling we'll probably hear from you again. And, you know, even maybe if we don't get a part two right away, but uh, after Jurassic World 2 comes out, I'm sure your your minds will be churning and, and thinking about how you can, you know, span that gap between two and three. I, uh, <laughs> I really like that idea. <laughs> <laughs> but so, I'm not sure if we focus only on Jurassic Park. Of course, yeah. We're definitely yeah. going to be just amazing to work um, with a concept with dinosaurs. That's just great. Um, but it takes a lot of time, especially yeah. all the all the visual effects. It's just so much. <laughs> well, in the meantime, there's there's still some time till 2018. So yeah. maybe we can do another project in between and and after Jurassic World 2. We'll, we'll see. see. Yeah, we'll see. Nice. Well, uh, I want to direct people to find your stuff, to find your, you know, your uh, tutorials and videos and stuff that you have online and uh, all your project information. So where can everybody find you guys online? Uh, you can find me on my YouTube channel. It's just um, under my name, Justin Fantel, Justin Fantel. And you can check out on Facebook Fantel Visuals. And uh, there's a lot of behind the, behind the scenes stuff also of this project and um, it's also really interesting for lots of people who want to learn visual effects and, and see how we create some of those scenes so for people who are interested in visual effects or uh, Jurassic Park Jurassic World related it's uh, it's really interesting to check uh, us out on Facebook awesome yeah I'll make sure to put all the links to everything in our show notes and uh Thank you guys so much for coming on the show, and I really, really look forward to this awesome project. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Hello Jurassic fans, today on uh, another Amber Fine segment, we're giving a look at the press kit for the Lost World Jurassic Park. Now, this press kit here is amazing, and how I acquired it, well, I was at a toy show, 
And these toy shows, they have everything. Not just toys, they have comics, have posters, have all kinds of stuff, movie memorabilia, all that. And uh, my friend's girlfriend says, Hey, I think I saw something uh, that you'll like. Just go up there, all right, where, where is it? She's like, look over there. And I see this kind of box folder looking thing. Has like a graphic of stone all around it. And it has a Jurassic Park, well, I mean, Lost World Jurassic Park embossed logo. Now this logo like pops out out of like a stone type of cover. And it's completely popping out. You feel all the cracks and like, like uh, broken letters and whatnot. Of you feel the logo of the T-Rex fossil and whatnot. It's beautiful. Like it is amazing. Just the cover alone, I was like, "What is that?" So I asked the guy. I told him, "Hey, what's that? What, what do you got there?" He goes, oh, um, it's a, it's a press kit. It's a press kit. And I just, I was like, oh my god. He's like, yeah, go ahead, take a look at it. So I opened it up and I started looking at all the stuff in it. And guys, when I tell you I was literally sweating, I was sweating because I was so nervous. This guy was going to pop out with like a ridiculous price that I can never afford to buy this. And I had a few bucks on me because I really went there just to meet up with a with a um, guy who would sell me Jurassic Park stuff. And I mean, I was just gonna get maybe a few figures or something. And when I saw this, I, I wanted it in instantly. But just uh, this was was already I already knew he was just gonna pop out with like a uh, hundred and something or. 200 or 300 dollars you know whatnot and i've seen these things go for like 150 straight up i really have and uh i ask him how much he looks at me and goes five dollars when i tell you the five dollars came out of my pocket faster than the speed of light <laughs> I'm not kidding. I gave those five dollars and I'm like, here, I'm taking it. And I was shaking. <laughs> I was literally shaking because I was so nervous that I was like, I couldn't believe it. Five dollars for this. And best five dollars I ever spent. Because <laughs> as you all know, I am the biggest fan of Jurassic Park I mean the Lost World Jurassic Park it is my favorite out of the whole series and yes I've been known been I've heard again and again really more than Jurassic Park yes by a smidget little little tiny little bit it is my favorite I just love everything about this movie and I really don't think it does it, it deserves any of the hate it gets I mean if anything point that towards another movie in the series 
channel name. But Lost World is my complete favorite. I, I, I love this movie. And all the merchandise from it is always my priority. Like I, I when it's Jurassic Park, of course I take it, but Lost World is something I actively hunt down. Anything Lost World, I try to get it. Uh, Jurassic Park, when it falls into my hands, I get it, but Lost World is what I go after. And I was ecstatic to, like, say the least, to have this in my hands. And, well, here I am to review it on Amber Finds today. And let's start. So, like I said, it has a logo embossed on it. And then you open it up. And it's, uh, it seems that the logo is almost like a picture frame because it has a thing that come out and hold it like on a stand kind of thing going on, right? So anyways, we, um, go to the first part of this. And sorry, give me a second because I have some other stuff that I didn't notice I had in there before. Those are something I might review next. So we have pictures from the film and since it's a press kit they're 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 black and white and they're beautiful pictures all glossy and it says universal pictures presents the lost world jurassic park four years after his terrifying experience at jurassic park and malcolm jeff goldblum right once again finds himself face to face with a t-rex when he nick Vince Vaughn left and Sarah Julianne Moore center traveled to another island to explore reports that something has survived and it says photo by David James and it's the photo the famous photo of um, mommy's very angry which has uh, the t-rex roaring or showing its teeth and you have Anne looking straight at the t-rex through the trailer window um, you see Sarah screaming and Nick Van Owen um, completely frozen seeing this uh, beast on the outside which is trying to get in you know trying to destroy and eat them which actually no they're trying to get their baby and correct that but still the fear that this behemoth is right outside your window um, yeah it would get anybody scared I, I, I'd be pretty scared myself but at the same time, excited because there's a T-Rex out there. Um, has another photo here. Has a bunch of photos. I think like you know, 20 photos almost. Wow. Then this photo here has it's like um says again Universal Pictures presents Lost World, and it has pictures of a uh, Steven talking with um the screenplay writer they've kept, and then Steven doing you know that signal with his hands of like getting the camera angle right. You know which one I'm talking about. And then Steven in the director's chair with um, Ian, Sarah, and Nick all looking at the, I guess, at what they just filmed. And um, it's cool. It's really cool behind the scenes photos. And they're all by David James, it seems. And um, then it has, like, photos, like, I guess, press release photos of, of Nick Van Owen and Kelly and it says Vince Vaughn left plays daring video documentarian Nick Van Owen who sent to site B to document the island 
Vanessa Lee Chester Wright plays Kelly, a girl who stows away, not knowing that she will end up on Site B, a deadly island where dinosaurs roam free. And, um, yeah, it's pretty cool pictures. Like, uh, Vince Vaughn here looks like he's, like, posing for a modeling career. <laughs> um, Kelly here, uh, Vanessa Lee Chester, she's just kind of in mid-laugh. It's pretty cool. You know, I just noticed, too, that, wow, Kenner really got, a uh, the design of the shirt right, too. There's little flowers all over it. Anyway, next picture has my favorite hunter of all time, Roland Tembo, Pete Postlewaite. And it has, of course, I, I hate him, uh, Peter Ludlow, which is played by Arliss Howard. And it says, Pete Postlewaite left, plays leathery adventurer Roland Tembo. Arliss Howard Wright plays Peter Ludlow, John Hammond's mercenary nephew, who has taken over the nearly bankrupt InGen. Mercenary? I don't really see him as a mercenary, but whatever. And then it has, uh, then the next picture is a picture when they reach the village, which in black and white looks fantastic. Actually, no, it's when they're leaving the village. I can see the helicopter in the background. And, um,. You know, I've always wanted to build the village. One day, I will build that in scale with the Kenner figures. Be on the lookout for that, my friends. It's gonna happen. And then, the awesome scene of the raptor trying to eat Sarah, and then she's dropping, like, um, pieces of the roof on him. And, he, and then, you know, the two raptors get into a fight. Well, it's not the one that's on the roof. It's one that's on the bottom waiting for her and snapping at her. And, uh, yeah, lethal velociraptors on the bottom, it says. <laughs> velociraptors. Alright, so on to the next photo. And it's a beautiful picture of the lovely Julianne Moore, who plays Dr. Sarah Harding, a pioneering paleontologist specializing in nurturing behavior among dinosaurs. And it's kind of like a headshot, you know, like... An actor's headshot, but it ha it. She isn't. Oh, she's wearing what she wears when they're in San Diego. So I guess they took the picture when she was like in San Diego, and filming there. And here is the shot of the leading man, Jeff Goldblum, reprises his role as mathematician Ian Malcolm in the Lost World Jurassic Park. And it's uh, I've seen this headshot before on the internet. Um, it's just him looking all concerned. You know, um, yeah, that, that one's seen, I've seen before. And then we got some beautiful black and white images of the roundup scene, which is like the hunters trying to catch the dinosaurs. And then, um, the top image is the stegosaurus scene. And, uh, they all look brilliant in, in black and white. Then we have the scene where they're like spying on the hunter's camp and on the bottom when they're running away from like the stegosaurus and yeah and then we're back to the original photo so it has those beautiful photos in there and don't mind the noise it's just uh just pretty much the because the top of this like is cut to fit around the emblem so that's what you're hearing 
and then it has a production information booklet and a cast and credits booklet and this one let's see production information it says Universal Pictures presents an emblem entertainment production a Steven Spielberg film The Lost World Jurassic Park Jeff Goldblum Julianne Moore Pete Postlewaite Arliss Howard and Richard Ottenborough Executive producer, Kathleen Kennedy, produced by Gerald R. Mullen and Colin Wilson. Based on the novel, Lost World by Michael Crichton, screenplay by David Kep, directed by Steven Spielberg. This film has been MPAA rated PG-13, running time 134 minutes. Then it has the prologue here. And it says, a few years back, venture capitalist John Hammond figured out how to restore recreate dinosaurs from DNA fragments encased in amber. He started a company called InGen, which placed the genetically engineered dinosaurs in a theme park on, on an island in Costa Rica. But the Jurassic Park systems broke down shortly before it could open. The dinosaurs got free and it had to be destroyed. The island was closed to the public. In the aftermath, everyone involved moved quickly to squash the, to, to quash the story. InGen wanted to limit its liability, the Costa Rican government wanted to preserve its reputation as a tourist paradise, and the individual scientists who had been hired as consultants on the project were bound by non-disclosure agreements to remain silent. But as Dr. Ann Malcolm is about to find out, something has survived. Huh. And then, it pretty much tells what this movie is about. Like, uh, The Lost World Jurassic Park is a sequel to Steven Spielberg's 1993 film, recounting events on Costa Rican island inhabited by genetically engineered dinosaurs, which broke all box office records and showcased an emerging visual effects technology. Right. So yeah, so it gives you kind of a summary of like the awards they won and how awesome Jurassic Park was and how awesome the sequel is going to be. And... Um, it's great. I mean, it actually even tests tells you how the movie starts out. It's a big summary to everybody, so you kind of get the feel for the movie. And it has a, uh, and then it talks about um, everyone involved with the movie and gives a summary of like their resume. So, like, for example, David Cap, screenwriter who co-wrote the screenplay for Jurassic Park with Michael Crichton, has written and co-written such films as Mission Impossible and Carlito's Way, which were both directed by Brian De Palma. The paper, which was directed by Ron Howard and co-written with Coop's brother, Stephen, a senior editor at Time Magazine, Death Becomes Her, which was directed by Robert Zemeckis. This shadow and bad influence Coop made his feature directorial Debut with the Trigger Effect, starring Kelly McLennan, Elizabeth Sue, and Dermot Mulroney. He also directed the short film Suspicious, starring Michael Roker and Jan Gro Janine Garofalo. Quebb uh, initially considered a career as an actor, but transferred from the University of Wisconsin to film school at UCLA to concentrate on writing. The move was... Sorry about that. 
was influenced by Professor's assessment of David's acting ability. I think you're a wonderful writer. Queb graduated from UCLA in 1986 and converted as an internship with a film distributor into a full-time position that allowed him to write at night. His first self-produced screenplay, Apartment Zero, co-written with Martin Donovan, was a thriller set in Argentina. After graduating from Harvard Medical School, author Michael Crichton embarked on a novel career. See, now it's talking about Michael Crichton. See, everybody has a little summary about their career and their big hits and whatnot. I want to read Michael Crichton's because Michael Crichton's is awesome. Um, called the father of techno thriller, his fiction includes The Andromeda Strain, Great Train Robbery, Congo, Jurassic Park, Rising Sun, Sphere, Disclosure, and The Terminal Man. He has also written four non-fiction titles, Five Patients, Jasper Johns, Electric Life, and Travels. Crichton has directed six films, among them Westworld. Are you a fan of Westworld, the, t the HBO series? Yeah. Crichton wrote the, the, the original and, and directed that movie as well, the 1970s one. Check it out. I mean, just don't be too judgmental because it's a different time. So, you know I me, mean? the acting's a little weird, but some of the, but you got to remember, that's where the idea comes from, and that's why we have an awesome HBO series from this guy's mind, which he was a genius. Um... Coma and the Great Train Robbery. He has always been interested in computers and once ran a software company called FilmTrack. He also invented uh, the computer game Amazon. His film Westworld has the distinction of being the first feature film to employ digitized images. So, yeah, so the production information is all that. And then the cast and credits is just uh, showing who's in the movie. Who the puppeteers, stunts, I mean, everything that's, everyone that's in the movie is getting credit for being in the movie. And it shows the art department and awesome. Key artists. So, like I said, it's a press kit, so it's, it's pretty much made to... Let anybody in the press know what's going on with this movie. Why is it so awesome? You know? So, yeah, that's... That's the press kit right there. Um, I am completely enamored by this press kit because it is such a beautiful box and how it's set up and the pictures and everything. The box itself, when you open it up, there's another emblem of the Lost World Jurassic Park on the bottom holding in all the the, the booklets and the photographs and um, it's so cool everything in this box is so cool so but but yeah so that's our Amber finds for today the press kit of the Lost World Jurassic Park now if I can get my hands on the Jurassic Park one the original press kit um, I definitely will do what Amber finds about that, but the hunt for that one is on. And uh, right now, it's not looking that good. <laughs> I, I don't think I found one uh, of a good price to buy and and complete. I mean, mm. oh well. This one here is not 100% complete. 
there's uh, two sheets that are missing, which is like an introduction to what the press kit is, and uh, I think another sheet with something else. But for five dollars, why not? You know, because it's amazing. So, anyways, guys, uh, that was our Amber Finds episode for today, and uh, I can't wait to see you guys on the next one, or you know, why not? And of course, if you guys ever want to contact me. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter under the same name, J-A-Y-E underscore J-U-R-A-S-S-I-C-K, J-Jurassic. And I'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, if you guys got some cool items in your collection, let me know. You know, send me pictures of, uh, some of the rare items that you have at Jurassic Park. It, you mean... I would love to see what everybody else has cooking up in their collection, you know? Alright? Well, um... See you guys. See you guys, um... Jurassic fans on the next Amber Finds. Uh, back to you, Brad. Dodson! Dodson! We've got Dodson here! just went and made a new dinosaur? That doesn't look very scary. You are alive. I stopped to eat you. So this past weekend, I reached out to everybody on Twitter using the Twitter poll feature to find out just exactly what ways you'd like to see this Jurassic franchise expanded. I floated out the options in poll number one for comic books slash graphic novels, novels set within the film canon, and video games. And the winner of poll number one was video games with 51% of the votes. I probably would have personally picked novels set it within the film canon really because I love how dense they can be and the numerous ways that they can expand the franchise with a novel. But hey, video games are cool too. The second poll featured animated TV shows, a live action TV show, or spin-off films. And the winner of poll number two was a live action TV show edging out spin-off films by just 2%. Now this category was a toss up for me as well. I think something on Netflix could be awesome to kind of bridge the gap uh, between everything that happened in Jurassic Park 3 and Jurassic World. But from there, we actually went head to head with video games and live action TV shows. And this one, this one was really, really close. 52% to 48%. So with just 4% difference, video games won the poll. Now, I am pretty shocked by that one. As I said before, video games wasn't really high on my list. But um, video games would be a great and fun addition to the franchise. But personally, I'd like to see something expand the canon and give us more material to think about and pick apart. Video games are something that this franchise severely needs, obviously. So hopefully our wishes come true and we get something very, very soon. Now, I did want to highlight a few of the comments from the listeners. This first one is from Fede. He says, Jurassic World lacked a video game. I mean, a real big video game like Operation Genesis. Lego Jurassic World and the app were just not enough in my opinion. Mateus says, Just the fact that I'll have something Jurassic Park related for me every month on the newsstand makes me smile. Billy Reed says, I'd love to see some more Jurassic Park video games. I think another fighter like Warpath is long overdue. Rogue Sunrise says, To be honest, I'm good with how it is now. Other than some decent toys. Wow, wow, okay. 
Sure. I mean, uh, it, it is pretty good right now. We're in a good time, and we've got a lot of films coming up, so uh, I think we definitely have stuff to be happy about. James Hawkins says, No, I meant to press TV show live action to fill in the gap as a connector. How Jurassic Park became Jurassic World and the problems it had in doing so. At Indian Marion says, Live action, as long as it's on Netflix. At N7 Patrick says, Live action show on Netflix. So there you go. I think the comments really summarize the results of the poll with so many people debating between video games and a live action TV show. Thank you so much to everybody for voting in the poll and giving us your thoughts. If you have something else to say, send us a voicemail to 732-825-7763. You can email us at JurassicParkPod at gmail.com, or you can head to our website and fill out the website contact form. You listeners are the best, and I love the interactions with you. Thanks. Aren't you supposed to be a genius or something? I can't get Jurassic Park back online without Dennis Dendron. Incorporating all the latest technologies. We shouldn't be here. And there's five dinosaurs. How many Sarahs do you think are on this island? It's been a while since we jumped into the audio segment, but this week we have some thoughts from Justice Smith, one of the new actors in the upcoming Jurassic World sequel. Take a listen. Hi guys, it's Justice Smith, um, hello, Jurassic World 2, I can't talk about it, but it's gonna be really cool, there's gonna be dinosaurs and stuff, so look out for that, before May? No. Because I'm gonna be in London until June. Filming the movie, I can't talk about it. <laughs> Alright, get that. Well, he, he can't talk about it, but it's certainly cool to hear him talk about not being able to talk about it, I guess. Um, I can't wait to see his work in the film. In the meantime, check out the video within the link in our show notes. Thanks to Anna at Queen of Nublar on Twitter for the heads up. Make sure to visit JurassicParkPodcast.com to find all our past episodes, brand new news articles, information on how to contact us, and much more. It's a great source for everything related to the podcast, and of course, Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. Head to JurassicParkPodcast.com and help us build a great community. Anybody hear that? Thanks for listening to the 83rd episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. Of course, I need to thank Justin and Jim for joining me today to talk about their short film, Return to Isla Sorna. You can check out the trailer and more within our show notes. Stay tuned for an article on the project later this week on our website, and certainly stay tuned for the film debut. Also, a big thanks to Jay Jurassic for another awesome edition of Amber Finds. Yet again, I, this is another item that I'm so sorely jealous about. Make sure to check out the images of the press kit within our show notes. Thanks, sir. And I definitely can't end the show without thanking the listeners again this week for participating in the poll segment. You guys are so awesome, and I love hearing from you every week. Don't forget about the promo code that we're running with the Franklin Institute for Jurassic World, the exhibition. Enter the code JWGENER for $5 off daytime adult admission tickets. Head to our website for a direct link and for more information on the promo code. Don't forget to share the code with your friends and family and let us know when you use it. If you want to interact 
with us, we do most of our work over on Twitter, at Jurassic Park Pod. We're also on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Jurassic Park Podcast. And our Instagram handle is at Jurassic Park Podcast. You can listen to us via iTunes, Google Play, Podomatic, YouTube, our website, or wherever else podcasts are found. So make sure to subscribe to automatically get new episodes every week. If you haven't already, please give us a five-star review on iTunes or a great review wherever you listen to the podcast. Don't forget to check out JurassicParkPodcast.com for all the links you heard here today. If you want to get a hold of us, you can email us with any news stories, MP3s, comments, or if you want to debut a segment of your own, send them to JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. If you'd like to record something for the show, send it in to us and we'll feature it in an upcoming episode. You can give our voicemail line a call and leave us a message. That number is 732-825-7763. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Five minutes. Drop what you're doing and leave now.